This is episode 003. Welcome to the Rewire and Inspire podcast. My name is Michelle Bailey, former IT software consultant turned lifestyle coach and entrepreneur. It's my mission to help you rewire what's not working in your life so you can live out your dreams. From food and fitness to relationships and business, we find inspiration in the little things and share stories from women just like you that are out in the world doing it. It's time to tap into your truth and power, ladies. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to our third podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Today, we're talking about something I believe is pretty darn common, not just in women, but I think in humans in general, because hey, it's how our brain is wired, and I'll get into that later. But do you beat yourself up nonstop, whether it's diet and exercise, how you look, what you're doing in the house, how you're showing up in your relationships, at work. Do you even post on social media enough? I beat myself up a lot. And my inner mean girl can be a real bia sometimes. How about you? Well, in today's episode, we're talking about why you, yes you, need to stop bullying yourself. We weren't born in a self-sabotaging state, which means that we acquired those habits and behaviors and beliefs from different places throughout our lives, right? So our brain starts to develop primarily through ages 0 through 25, if we're being generous, but primarily 0 to around 7 is the the most that our brain is developing and really making sense of the world and developing you know, identity and self. So during those years, we develop these beliefs based off of experiences in our world, right? As a result, we have a perception that's created or if you will, a, a filter through which we start to see our reality. As such, We start to create stories about our reality and how we fit into that perceived reality. And then that results in our actions and behavior. So it's this whole progression of developing beliefs, which results in a perception or a filter that we see the world through. We create stories, you know, through the means of thoughts and then actions and behaviors, how we actually live out those beliefs and thoughts. The thing is that you're not what you're told. So if someone says you are beautiful, someone says you are creative, someone says you are all of these things, you're actually not what you're told, you are what you believe. So those deep-rooted core beliefs that you hold and developed from a wee little one and have been wired and hard-coded and programmed into your brain and body, into your being, what you believe is how you show up in the world. That's 
how you filter things out. It's how you have these thoughts that align with the beliefs and thus live out the actions in accordance with that. So it's pretty clear that our words influence us a lot. Our words create those stories that we tell ourselves, the thoughts that we have all day, every day, even in our sleep, the thoughts that we have are created through imagery and words. And then we obviously relate to each other through communication, verbalizing of words. So there's a lot of power behind our words, but the most power actually comes from the words that we use with ourselves because our brain starts to get trained when the repetition of the words that we verbally or not verbally use or think on a regular basis. So it's just like any other you know, program. If it repeats, it's gonna be more hard-coded and wired into your being. So our biggest weapon then against ourselves is actually negative self-talk, our inner critic. Those words that we use against ourselves are just as powerful as the ones that we use to create and you know, manifest that which we desire. So as a recovering perfectionist that suffered from an eating disorder and body image issues, my inner mean girl was aggressive. <laughs> like aggressive. I laugh because it's so ridiculous. If I said aloud some of the things that I said to myself, I would potentially be in jail because it was so verbally, emotionally abusive to myself. No joke. So when life for me felt really out of control, whether it was job or school or my friendships, my you know partner, my personal relationship, romantic relationship, when, when other things in my life externally felt out of control, I personally use food and exercise as my mechanism to feel more in control. How can I manipulate my caloric intake, the way my body looked and felt, in order for me to have this, again, perceived sense of control. If I believed, again, going through that progression, if I believed things were out of control, my perception was I need to get back in control in order to feel safe, in order to feel worthy and deserving of the things that I want. I tell myself certain stories or talk, you know, have these thoughts, and then my actions would be in alignment with that. It would be aggressive binging and exercise purging. It would be ripping myself apart in the mirror. It would be, you know, depression and laying in bed when I didn't meet my caloric needs for the day or ate something that I was craving that wasn't, quote, clean when I quote, cheated too much. And I say this because I think that it's something very distorted in the, quote, fitness world today is these labels on good versus bad food and cheat food and all of that. But that's a topic for a different podcast. Anyhow, I would get super judgy with myself and be extra hard on myself to control my body and the food and the exercise when everything else seemed like it was in chaos. So this might be 
really, really true for a lot of us right now with so much uncertainty in the world, with our careers, with just day-to-day -day life. Can we go to the grocery store without feeling like we're sacrificing our health and the well-being of people that not only we love and ourselves, but also people that we don't even know. So this can be very, very real for a lot of us right now if um, you know we're in that pattern of bullying ourselves or beating ourselves up when things don't go the way that we expect or plan or hope in our lives and we don't have enough self-awareness to cope with that in a healthy way. It's probably obvious then that negative self-talk really limits our ability not only to believe in ourself, but our ability to reach our true potential. And it can happen so often and be wired in our brain and our body so much that we don't even realize we're beating ourselves up anymore. It's just kind of the norm on how we talk to ourselves and how we operate through life. Uh, we start to accept it as truth because we're not even aware that we're doing it. And this is very true for me. I'll give you an idea of what my inner critic sounded like when I was at the height of my disordered eating. It'd be something like, you know, waking up first thing in the morning. If, you know, I had a significant other, they were definitely not around. No one was around. I would look at myself in the mirror, you know, in my underwear first thing and start judging. Like, ugh, what is my problem? Why can't I just be ripped and skinny and beautiful like all the other girls? And like, why can't I look like that? And, you know, get the picture in my head of who I'm comparing myself to. Um, you know, I got to try harder. Like, why did I eat that thing yesterday? Why didn't I meet my macros? You know, today I'm not going to eat anything bad. It's just lettuce. Or maybe I won't even eat until like two and I have to count everything and it doesn't matter if I'm tired or in pain or struggling. You know, I have to push harder. So many other people can do this. Why can't I? You know, I, I'm being too weak, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it went on. And that that was pretty, pretty mild in terms of the language that I use. I'm keeping it, you know, kind of PG-13 on the podcast. But... You know, I would be really, really mean to myself and really aggressive for days, if not weeks, on end on super criticizing what I did or did not do, uh, what I did or did not look like, you know, the size of me, the shape of me and my body, um, you know, stretch marks, proportions. I mean, you name it, I would pick myself apart and really bully myself, um, and granted, you know, sometimes tough love for me is actually really motivating. But throughout the years, I've gotten really in tune with my inner voice and being able to discern whether it's you know, abusive, negative self-talk and like this bully within me. My alter ego's name is Melissa, by the way. If it's Melissa talking to me, or if it's Michelle, if it's my truth, if it's my, you know, inner guidance, really trying to push me to my full potential rather than keep me from my full potential like my inner critic does. So 
believe it or not, this negative self-talk is actually meant to keep us safe. And I know that sounds crazy, but our brain has something called a negativity bias. I know, that sounds great. I know, I know, I know. But the tendency is for our brain to dwell on negative stimuli in our environment more than positive or neutral stimuli. So we fixate on criticisms and judgments more than praise and compliments. And why is that? Well, if you think back to like caveman survival days, our brain had to be super heightened aware of real or perceived threats in our environment that might very well kill us. <laughs> so the rustling in the bushes behind us, real threat, it's a tiger, perceived threat, it's a little squirrel, you know, gathering some fruit and nuts, right? But our brain had to be super aware of the last time that we looked in that bush and heard that sound, it was a real threat that threatened our lives. So our brain remembers that in order for us to survive, right? So our brain has the negativity bias in place so that it can keep us safe. In today's world, those negative things might be criticisms or judgments, you know, more of the thoughts behind it as so much as the real physical aspect of it. So it's not our fault that we have the tendency to remember the bad things and the criticisms and the judgments more than the praises and the compliments. It's not our fault. And we can absolutely rewire this. So another neuroscience term that I've brought up before is called neuroplasticity. The ability for our brain literally to be rewired through certain practices and repetition, just like it was programmed originally for us to focus on the negative. So just like you can learn self-hate and self-deprecation, you can learn self-love and self-care. So a few suggestions that I have on how you can start to do that. Number one is awareness. Awareness is your gateway into true change and transformation in everything that you do. I absolutely believe that. So we can't change something that we're not even aware that we're doing. Like I said, it's that subconscious thing that's ingrained in us for survival and safety and security, but we can change it. So becoming aware and lovingly shining light on the stuff that we've been kind of shoving under the rug, the things that maybe honestly don't feel good in our lives that we don't like in our lives and taking note, literally, bonus points, if you take note on how you speak to yourself and um, how you speak to yourself and how you speak about yourself throughout the day, make a note in your phone or in a journal and do it for however long feels good or meaningful to you. I don't have a concrete number of days on when you have this breakthrough of transformation. It's literally as long as it feels good and like you personally are having a breakthrough in awareness and start to really analyze it. So you'll hear me use this analogy a lot. You are the scientist, if you will, of your life. Your life is this big, experiment that you get to put different things in, see what comes out. 
and really start to have fun and be more of the mastermind behind it all. So as you become aware and you take note of how you speak to and about yourself throughout the day, the next step is to start to look for patterns. So we want to be honest with ourselves here and discover how, who, what, where, and when these different thoughts and words and self-talk that we're using are coming up. So how are you responding to the event or person or situation where this negative self-talk showed up for you? Who was around when you began to feel the need to beat yourself up? What were the thoughts going through your head? What are the specific words, which hopefully you took note of? What are the feelings in your body that you experienced before, during, and after you're beating yourself up? Where were you when you started the negative self-talk? And when does it typically happen? Are there certain events or situations or people that you're around where you find yourself really more susceptible to talking poorly to yourself than others? So my example, right, if we walk through this, it was timing of the day was first thing in the morning. You know, no one was around. I was usually not wearing clothes, right? So in my underwear or you know, bikinis a lot of times, you know, pretty close to like my nude, all me self, right? Um, I took note of the specific things that I would say. The feelings in my body, this will be another step too, but it doesn't feel good when you just say those things. Normally, as I was just sharing that with you, it didn't feel good in my body. I wasn't saying it with the tenacity that I normally would when I was speaking to myself either and just imagine if we brought awareness to really how terrible it feels in my body when I would say that to myself where I was you know in my bathroom would be really common in front of a full-length mirror that I had in my bedroom um, my car was actually a really kind of oddly sacred place for me to say really nasty things about myself because no one would be driving with me usually I'd be alone <clears throat> but the secret here is then okay what's the pattern what triggered the the pattern there so what triggered the self-talk when I was in the car right and next we got to reframe that perception. So we've gotten really good. Like I said, negative bias has negativity bias has gotten really good at helping us focus on what's not right or what we don't like or what we don't want to create. Now we get to reframe that. And just a distinction, this is not a matter of positive thinking and repeating affirmations and creating a mantra. Okay, all of those are beautiful and wonderful tools if we use them appropriately. Just repeating positive words, may, maybe, maybe could absolutely ch change your reality and your perception of things. But to really rewire, it comes down to how you feel about the reframe and the words that you're choosing to use instead and what you're focusing on instead. 
So after you've created that chart of your daily negative self-talk, walking through each column of how, who, what, where, when, create another column for each of those negative self-talk items. And this is where you're going to write your reframe. So I really want you to literally write it out so that you can see the connection between the negative self-talk or you know that negative limiting belief that's coming out verbally or in a thought pattern. Match it to the reframe. So you can see exactly how you are rewiring each thing that you've been thinking or saying to yourself. So the important thing in here is not again, to write this blanket, like positive thinking affirmation that you think you should write because that's what people post on Instagram and have unicorns all over. Like, yes, this is it. Be real with yourself. And as you write or say the reframe, do a check, do a gut check. Does this feel good? Does this feel true? And once it feels good, not like you're lying to yourself and just trying to feed yourself this like positivity, I'm quoting, um, then take a second with each one, close your eyes, hand on the heart, hand on your stomach, and say that reframe out loud. So it might look something like this. I hate the cellulite on the side of my butt cheeks. <laughs> That's my negative. I walk it through each column, how, who, what, where, when do these patterns come up on when I say that to myself. The reframe might look like my butt cheek has cellulite and that is a part of me because of everything that I've endured and I love the experiences that it's created for me. I just came up with it <laughs> randomly and it felt good. It It isn't like, I love and accept myself. No, that doesn't feel good for me to just say. In that situation, I wanted to be specific. Based on my stretch marks, my mind went to a place of I've been you know, building muscle there. I've lost weight. I've gained weight. I've you know, gone through all these different fluctuations with my body and my stretch marks are a representation of all of my experiences that I've put my body through. And I'm very thankful for all those different experiences and getting to where I am today. So I actually like my stretch marks because it reminds me of all the shit that I've done. I mean, like marathons, triathlons, cheerleading, bikini competitions, modeling competitions, and just like buying a huge glute dictionary and just like having fun with seeing what I can do with my body. Okay, so that's just an example of how you can reframe that. Closing your eyes, hand on the heart, hand other hand on your stomach, and feel into that. How does your body feel when you say that? And that leads us to the final step is actually connecting the brain to the body. So the negative self-talk, bullying ourselves, all of these words, these thoughts are very much in our head. 
True transformation can happen when we connect back to our heart. We get out of our brain, into our body, and really connect to the sensations that we experience. So again, getting familiar with those very subtle sensations, both for the negative self-talk and for the reframe. So the final practice is to read the original negative remark out loud. Notice how it feels in your body. Do you tense up? Does your airway, you know, your throat constrict because your body doesn't like what it's saying? Does your stomach feel uneasy? So these subtle signs are your body's reaction to that inner critic. Then again, do the same practice for the positive reframe. Read it out loud and pause to see how your body responds. Do you feel expansive and elevated? Does your body feel lighter and your heart opens up? Because that feeling, that feeling is your inner voice, is your intuition. It is your gut essence being aligned to your truth. So I leave you with this quote from Louise Hay. You've been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens. You've got this, babe. You have so much intelligence innately in your body. I'm here to help you learn how to use it, how to get out of your head Rewire that brain and get more into your heart and your body so that you can leverage the truth and follow the inspiration that is yours in this life. So as always, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with new episodes every single Wednesday. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Rewire and Inspire. Now go find and do more of what inspires you.